Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. You are listening to episode 122. I still give a fuck about him. So notice that in this one sentence, there are actually two thoughts happening. If you're tuning in to me for the first time, I am a coach and I coach from the standpoint that it is always our thinking that creates our results. And so when we're thinking, I still give a fuck, right? You have a judgment on how long your healing process is taking. And then you have the thought, I give a fuck about him. So before we even get into giving a fuck about him or her, this podcast is for all races, genders, religions, sexual orientations. I simply use the pronoun him in the title of this podcast because of my own experience as a straight woman. I do also have a one-year group coaching program, same title as this podcast. It is for women only. It's called Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. The women are thriving and leaning into their pain and their vulnerability. It is an anonymous program, you can head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and learn all about the program. I am currently offering one-on-one consultation calls, 30-minute Zoom calls. For those of you who are very seriously considering the program, all of the information about price and what the program entails, again, you can find at clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. So if you have no intention of investing your time in the next year or investing your money into the program, please do not reach out to hello at clairetheheartbreakcoach.com to set up your appointment. But if you are prepared and you just have a few questions that you want answered, I'm really enjoying connecting with so many people right now who are wanting to do this work, but you have resistance because of lots of different reasons. Like it's really scary to finally put your money where your mouth is and go all in and commit to you versus commit to Mr. or Miss Wrong. I just got off a group coaching call right now, and I had a new woman in the group, and she just volunteered that. She said, I clicked that sign up button last week because I needed to commit to me and stop committing to him. And I said, fuck yes, girlfriend, you are in the right place. And it's really, really hard. But I think that's why the investment is important because it is you standing up for you and saying, I'm not fucking around anymore. I'm not waking up with this pain anymore. Or maybe you're not heartbroken currently over someone specific, but you have been heartbroken multiple times. Maybe you haven't really understood the deeper lesson. Usually we revisit that because even if you're not hurting over a previous 
partner, there might be a pattern going on in the types of people and relationships that you are attracting that we need to uncover. So there will be some unpacking of past relationships or maybe a next level, a next layer of healing that needs to happen before we move into the fall in love with you section and really dive into up-leveling your relationship with yourself so that you are nice and well and good and prepared for the find someone better section. If you are just coming for one of those three results, stopping wanting Mr. or Miss Wrong back, falling deeper in love with yourself, waking up with purpose and passion and happiness and acceptance and peace with who you are and how you live your life, or to find someone better, I truly believe that fall in love with you section is always a part of the process. And it is my continued work as a coach myself, but as a client myself, who has found the love of her life and who is chasing her dreams and creating dreams and has dramatically changed her life, I still have shit that comes up and I move through it. And coaching is truly the way. So I think even if you come for one of those three results, it is still so worth it. And you were going to walk away with so many gems, ahas, and a next level of self-awareness and wisdom that you didn't even realize you were craving or needed. So I wanted to look at this two thoughts in a sentence. I still give a fuck about him because I've been working with a client for four months now and she's just been showing up so beautifully, so consistently. And she really had a lot of judgment on the fact that there's this small part of her, despite all the work she's done, despite the fact that intellectually she knows this man is not the right person for her, that he is a damaged person, that he's not doing the work on himself, that she really recognizes that he is a leopard who will not change his spots. He hasn't done any introspective work. He is doing the same song and dance over and over and over again. She has washed him out of her hair. There was a little bit of a relapse, but she got right back on track. We looked at her thoughts that drove the action of making contact with him. I address when you break the no contact rule on a recent episode. We can link that up in the show notes. And... I think it's really important to, before we can even look at giving a fuck about him, the judgment of still giving a fuck about him. And what I offered her and what I want to offer to all of you is who cares? Who cares? So you want an asshole back. You want someone who treated you like shit. You want a narcissistic sociopath back. You want someone back who isn't doing the work on himself. You want someone back who talked so much shit. You want someone back who cheated on you. You want someone back who belittled you, gaslit you, all of it. Who cares? (laughs) Maybe some of you listening right now are thinking, I care. What does it say about me? Why? Why do I want someone who would treat me like such shit? Every time we get into the why, we keep ourselves further away from the healing. Every time we dive deep into why we are the way we are, we keep ourselves further from the healing. Now, sometimes we know the answer. I've talked about this before on other episodes. The why is very much a therapeutic approach. 
And I love therapy. I think it serves for what it needs to, healing childhood shit, connecting the dots. If you can connect the dots about why you want to, maybe you had a parent figure who did the same shit to you or a sibling that did the same shit to you. And so you're you're just very aware that you are repeating the pattern. Well, there's your why. But sometimes we don't know the why. And the more we're beating our brains and just trying to get to that answer, we're not dealing with just the part that you give a fuck. Who cares? And so it is. If you come into my program, you are going to feel so not alone because there are women who are pining over lots of Mr. and Miss wrongs. And so it is. It happens. It's a thing. I was talking about this with a client, you know, Yes, sure, you can say that there's a stigma attached to being addicted to drugs or being addicted to alcohol or being addicted to sex or being addicted to shopping. But there are solutions to that. There are lots of common solutions to these addictions, if you will. And there are 12-step programs. There's also 12-step program, um, Sex and Lovers Anonymous, SLA. I believe that that is what they coin it, Sex and Lovers Anonymous. And it is a great 12-step program. I just don't think it's well-known. I don't think it's as common or it's not as commonly talked about. That's what I'm trying to get at. I, I know that it is very common for women to long for Mr. or Miss Wrong. I know it happens for men. I just am speaking and serving women in my program. I know it is a very common thing. And the more we judge ourselves for just being pulled to a Mr. or Miss Wrong, the longer we judge how long it's taking to get over them, the more we prolong the healing. Instead of, okay, well, today my brain is giving a fuck about him. In this moment, I give a fuck. And ultimately for this client, she said, you know, I've been listening to you about closure. I loved that episode on closure. We've been doing so much work together. And I'm going to be fucking real with you, Claire. There is still a part of my brain that wants it from him. I still want him to give me the validation. I want him to tell me he is so sorry. I want him to tell me that I'm the one that got away. And I said, okay, I love it. I love the honesty the realness, because then we can get to the crux of the work with just, here's what my brain is saying that is creating this suffering. Not he is creating this suffering, not what the fuck is my problem that I want him? What the fuck is my problem that it's taking this long? It's like, let's just look at the thought and get to the work. You're already in so much drama, longing for someone who isn't that great. Let's just take out all the other drama about how long it's taking and the fact that you want a dickhead. Or that he's a nice guy, but he didn't want you. And so you're really struggling with that. Sometimes that can feel harder. But I always challenge you on thinking that he's a nice guy as someone who has dated quote unquote nice guys. And then I reflect back and I'm like, actually, not that nice. Maybe it isn't even serving you to be like, but he's a nice guy. So this would be so much harder. And I get it. Larry, the love of my life. He's such a nice guy. If he didn't want to be with me anymore, I know that he would do it right. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. And it would be so fucking hard. But I would let my grieving process take as long as it was supposed to fucking take. Because I know if the love of my life, Larry, left me tomorrow, it would take me such a long time. Even though I call myself the heartbreak coach, you're welcome. 
and I thoroughly believe in my five-step process, it would take me a long time to move through my five-step process. And I would embrace it day by day, moment by moment. It would be so painful that it was taking so long, but I would fucking do it. And I would move towards that fifth step to find someone better. I can't imagine someone better in my life right now beyond Larry. I couldn't. But if he was to leave me, I would eventually go and find someone better because there would have to be someone better for me who wanted to be with me. So as painful as it would be, I would, for me personally, I would totally know my why. I would still want Larry back, but I wanted lots of douchebags back. And when I just surrendered and accepted that my brain wanted a bunch of douchebags back throughout my 30s, especially, and in my mid-20s, I was just chasing all the Mr. Unavailables for like almost 15 years when I really just allowed for it and came to true acceptance and love for myself for this longing and for how long it was taking, then I could just get to the work of still giving a fuck. Okay, so I still give a fuck about this person. And I revisited it with my client who told me that it would just give her satisfaction. And... I told her, no, it wouldn't. (laughs) And she said, okay, tell me why, please tell me why. I was dying laughing. I said, it's a good thing we're on the phone right now because I feel like if we were sitting in a therapy setup that she would have like jumped over and shook me and been like, for the love of God, Claire, tell me why, why it would not. How is it true that him telling me he's so sorry and that I'm the one that got away would give me satisfaction? And I said, because he hasn't changed and we know he's not going to. And I know some of you are going to argue, but what if he did? What if he has changed? This man has been doing the same song and dance for nine years. He isn't getting help. He hasn't changed. He's still doing the same song and dance. He's still banging other chicks. He's still in some other relationship that... Sounds pretty fake to me based on what she's she's shared of her observations on Instagram, even though now he's fully blocked. But it sounds like a situation that's perfect for him because it doesn't require much of him to be with someone who's so much younger than him, who idolizes him and will tolerate his bullshit. I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense. So him saying the things that she thinks she needs him to say to give her the satisfaction would be false satisfaction because he hasn't changed and you guys wouldn't end up together anyway. So why does that matter? It's just not true. Your brain is saying it will, but it won't because then he's already in this other relationship and my client is already in another relationship that she really wants to make work. She really knows that her boyfriend is the right person for her, but there's just this tugging of of this longing for this unavailable person. Yes, it's possible. It's possible to love the person that you're with and still have this weird pull and longing for someone who's unavailable that isn't finished business. It's possible, and she's showing up to do the work. So I said, if this narcissistic abusive ex came back around and said, oh my God, you're it for me. I'm so sorry. I fucked up. You're the one who got away. That would also fuck up the relationship with the available boyfriend who is loving on you and showing up for you in spades. Furthermore, him saying that to you is going to send you reeling 
on a whole new batch of other thoughts. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Oh my God, now he's changed. Should I leave my relationship? Should I give him a chance again? Oh, this is just the unrequited love that's never going to work out. What a sob story. It would then have her sink her teeth into a bunch of more drama. Not satisfaction. So she was listening to me again, very coachable client, totally agreeing. I could hear her being like, yes, yes. And I said, okay, so where's your head at now? And she said, I feel like it's like this like 1% part of me that still needs it. And I said, what if it's not 1%? What if it's like 20%? And she said, yeah, it probably is. And I said, guess what? The 20% of the longing and the still giving a fuck always wins. It always wins. The negative parts of our brains that are looking to survive, that are looking to worry, that are looking to prevent danger, will always take over the positive, the safety, the groundedness, the security, the happiness, the peace. Always. But really, my loves, what I want to hit home on and what I really hit home on for this client is that's okay. And I can point out how him saying those things won't give her satisfaction or whatever it is that you're craving. Those of you who are listening, whatever you're thinking will give you satisfaction. But when your habitual brain has been thinking, I need it from him, I need it from him, I want it from him, especially if you've been doing this shit for nine years, and maybe for some of you it's not that long with one person, but maybe you've been doing it like me for almost 15 years with multiple different people looking for the love, looking for the validation, looking for the security, looking for the satisfaction from somebody else. Your only work is to allow it watch it, be with it. I know, buzzkill. But I've been watching it, Claire. I've been breathing with it. I've been allowing it like you've told me to. Now, I have to give my client credit. That's not even what she said. What she honestly said to me was, you know, here we are, 16 sessions in. She's one of my few one-on-one clients who I have left. She said, I've been doing this work with you for 16 for 16 weeks. I've been showing up consistently. She's really been showing up consistently and doing the work outside of our sessions, which is crucial, and connecting with me in between sessions, which is what I have you guys do in my group program. Show up for the three coaching calls. If you can't make them, you can watch all the recordings because when you're watching others get coached, you get coached too. But let's say you don't make it onto a live call or I don't get to answering your question. You get to write in separately to ask a coach in the member portal and get your question answered. And so that's what this client has been doing is really committing to the work, not just in the sessions, but outside of the sessions and asking for support. That's why she has moved mountains. And that's why I can understand her struggle with the thought, Ugh, I'm still giving a fuck. But it's only starting to click with her. And that's why I think this one-year commitment in the program is so crucial because this is what coaching is about, showing up, hearing the same thing over and over and over again, a million different ways, a million different times till your brain actually clicks with this new up-leveled way of thinking as your truth. And she said, it's finally starting to click with giving myself the space and the permission to allow my brain to want what it wants, 
to be kind to myself instead of shaming myself, calling myself crazy. She was slipping into, she has this habit of slipping into some self-deprecating humor, which is charming and lovely. And I'm an Irish girl and self-deprecation and teasing each other was like a huge love language in my household growing up. I have two older brothers. I had to survive to be able to put up with all the taunting and the teasing and the ability to take a joke at our expense. But I think in this work specifically, laughing at ourselves and calling ourselves crazy and ridiculous and idiots and what is wrong with me, you know, kind of ha ha ha, but also really what the fuck, right? And so I said, let's take all of that away and just look at that little girl inside who's hurting and just needs to be loved. You know, what if it was your own child or your loved one's child, a child in your life? Can you picture a child in your your life who you just adore and she's hurting? Even if it was an eight-year-old who had a crush on a boy at school and she was hurting and she came to you for advice, what would you offer her? What if she had a crush on someone all year and he just was mean to her and he liked somebody else? How would you take care of that eight-year-old? And so maybe your response is, but I'm an adult, and so I should be different. And that's just a child. A child needs love. Well, you deserve just as much love and patience and grace and compassion and space for whatever the truth is of what your brain is saying. Over and over and over again, my loves. I know this stuff isn't easy. I know it's frustrating. I know that still giving a fuck about someone after all this time and after you do all this work can feel so discouraging, but your work is to continue to meet yourself where you're at. I still give a fuck about him, and so it is. I'm going to own that, and I'm going to be with that, and I'm going to meet my brain where it's at. I'm going to honor the truth. I'm going to say it out loud. I'm going to say it out loud in a safe space. You don't have to share it with everyone from the mountaintops if you don't want to, but I'm hurting right now. I still, there is this piece of me that still longs for this person who really sucked. (laughs) And I know we're all human, but I am talking about those douchey people that stomp on our hearts, who stomp on our hearts and really lack empathy and don't care about the consequences of their words and their actions. As someone who is a victim to that kind of abuse in my rock bottom relationship, check out episode five, my heartbreak story. I have no tolerance for that. I think that there are evil, heartless people in the world. Narcissistic sociopaths are people who I consider evil. And for sure, this is someone who my client is still pining over. And so it is. The more we allow and give grace and space and compassion and grieve the longing and watch the longing with curiosity before, oh yeah, I'm just going to believe those thoughts that Claire offered me, that it isn't true that it would give me satisfaction. It would actually create a whole new flurry of other thoughts for me to fixate on. And it would also hurt the current relationship I'm in that is really amazing that I want to really thrive in and give my all to. So this same client had asked me in another recent session, you know, when do you take responsibility, Claire, and just turn off the noise? And I think it's such an excellent question. And I had another client in my group say, when is grieving just too much? When is it too much grieving? 
I think that these are excellent questions. So I'm just going to state them again. When do you take responsibility and just turn off the noise? And I think the same, it's really the same question. When does grieving become too much grieving? Eventually, like, don't you have to just turn it off? But if you are still hurting and you're feeling impatient and you want to rush it and you want to judge it and you want to change it and the new thoughts and the new models aren't working, you have more patience and self-love and compassion to cultivate. I cannot be the judger of how long your healing process should take. I actually address this in the 60 video course I provide you in my group program, Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. In the introduction section, I address time. It will take different lengths of time for different people to heal. And the more you just focus on you, keep your eye on your own prize, on your own healing prize, and allow and meet yourself where you're at and love on yourself, you will know when it's time to say, I'm ready to do thought work to really decide, fuck yeah, I am 100% over this person. I'm really ready to commit to those thoughts. You will know And when you're in the program with me, I will know when you're showing up and you're getting coached, okay, I think it's time for us to really start focusing more on dating yourself versus healing over Mr. or Miss Wrong. Okay, I think it's time for you to get out and date. You will know. But I'll I'll suggest to someone like this one woman in my group, she worked with me one-on-one, transitioned into the group. She was doing a lot of work on healing her own money story. We talk about that in the fall in love with you section because I truly believe your relationship w- with money is it very much correlates with your worth, your value. And I think that that translates into your love life. That for sure was my experience. And I see this happen a lot with my clients and with my students in this group. And she was also searching for a job. And she was doing tons of thought work, tons of belief work, but also really almost overdoing the thought work and grasping and wrestling with her thoughts and scared of her thoughts, worried that the thoughts her brain was producing were hurting her chances of getting her dream job, which that's a whole other episode that I could sink my teeth into. But she really showed up in spades to do the work and get coached and ultimately created her dream job. And it was amazing to watch. And she's so glowing and she's so happy. And then I gave her the coaching to just be in her new result. Sometimes the coaching work is to just be in what you created. And then I said, you know what? In a month, circle back and let's discuss the possibility of you starting to date again. But I just want you to be in this new space of up-leveled you and this up-leveled job, enjoying your life as a single badass woman who created this amazing result truly through doing this work. And so she's all game for it, but we'll see where she's at in a month. But I'm not saying, you know, clock's ticking, 30-day countdown for you to start dating again, 30-day countdown for you to heal. I'll say, you know, let's do this. Let's see. Sometimes I ask people, come back in a week. I had a girl just join and she said, I've done a ton of healing on a breakup six months ago, so I'm really just here to go find my someone better. But then as we were talking in our coaching work, I was like, you've got more healing to do on this guy. It's all neutral, my loves. And it was disappointing for her because she said, I don't want to be stuck here. And I really want to find my person. And I'm in my mid-30s. I know I want to be a wife. I know I want to be a mom. But the more that you love on you and allow for the space to grieve and own the fuck out of still giving a fuck, the quicker you will heal. (laughs) The more you own the fuck out of still giving a fuck about him or her, the quicker you will heal. 
But you, if you keep coming back to me, because I've seen this happen with my clients and I see it happen with myself, I've been doing the work. I've been allowing my thoughts and I'm still hurting. You're missing the point of the work. You have to be willing to lean into that discomfort, willing to lean into the suck. Of course, it's uncomfortable still pining for an asshole. No one wants it. No one likes it. But here your brain is doing it. So let's allow it and love on it and breathe through it and place that hand on your heart and let all the suck come up. Grieve. And so it is. You are not alone in wanting an asshole back. It's happening to the best of us. It's why I do what I do. Because four years ago, when I was in my last heartbreak, I was searching for someone to be talking about this shit the way that I'm talking about this shit. No one was talking about it in this way. So I decided I was going to be the person to talk about it because I was a general life coach for women at that point. And not shockingly so, I was attracting lots of women who were going through this stuff because this was my biggest hurdle to move through in this lifetime. You are not alone. You aren't crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. I don't know your why. Maybe it's childhood shit. Maybe it's a mystery. Who cares? Let's just dive in and look at it over and over and over again. Give yourself the compassion, the space, the grace, the time. And I really want to just circle back on my client saying it's only clicking now 16 sessions in to really allow it and give space. Because I think this whole time I've been looking at the relationship I'm in and the amazing life that I've created. And I think, come on, just enjoy what you have. I have what so many women would want. Okay, so you're still hurting. You still have this unfinished resolve in your heart over someone else. And you're showing up for the coaching consistently. And you've moved mountains. She has shifted so much. And there's still that little gnawing voice in the back of her head. But again, that gnawing voice will always win if you don't address it or if you fight it or if you judge it or shame yourself for it. So, so what? Who cares? You still give a fuck about him. And so it is. What do you want to do about it? How do you want to treat yourself for it? And there's so much more we sink our teeth into in the group. Stop wanting him back and find someone better. It's such a safe space to allow for all of the gook to come up and love ourselves that much more for it and learn so much from each other who are moving through the same things and transforming all of that guck into oodles and oodles and oodles of self-love that is really hard to pinpoint and explain. It's just something that organically happens as you start to dive into different areas of your life. And I'm truly seeing in my own personal growth work right now and next levels of healing work that I'm doing in myself, how I show up in one area of my life affects how I'm showing up in other areas of my life and how people are reacting to me. And I know it's no coincidence because of the personal healing work that I am doing in my own life. This work works, my loves. You just have to show up, bite the bullet, do what one of my new clients said she did was that I knew I had to click join now because I needed to commit to myself instead of continuing to commit to him and his bullshit. It, I'm not fucking around. So let's not fuck around with our hearts. Let's allow the grief to keep coming up and consciously lean into it and our, love ourselves more for it. I think it becomes very indulgent when you're just 
woe is me, it's too hard, and you're just not even trying, and you're spiraling, and you're stalking him, and you're interacting with him, and you're asking for information about him, and you're staying in touch with his loved ones, that's when grieving is too much. That's when you're creating it and prolonging it and exasperating it, or when you're judging yourself for it. But when you're just like, today, I want this motherfucker back, and I'm going to love myself even more for it and be kind to myself and give myself permission to grieve and own it and not apologize and shame and blame myself for it. I don't think anything I've offered you here today is anything brand spanking new, but I think it's important to hear it because as I said earlier, coaching is just saying the same thing over and over and over again until it really starts to click. And just four months into this conversation, ongoing conversation I've been having with my client who has again moved mountains, she said, I'm really starting to see that my allowance for longing for him is crucial and huge. And it gives her some relief. At one point, she said something about like, that just feels so good for my soul. And I want that for all of you. I want your souls to be at peace. I want your souls to feel the love that you are capable of of tapping into. It's already inside you. My job is to just be your guide to tap into it and create just the most epic, happily ever after love story. I know it's so cheesy and such a cliche way of describing it, but that's truly what I feel like I have created in my life and what my clients are creating. And even old clients, past clients, I'm hearing from them and they're happy and they're in love and they're choosing themselves more and standing up for themselves and advocating for themselves both in their new relationships. Some of them are single and advocating for themselves in their dating lives. They see the up-leveled caliber of people that they are attracting because of their own up-leveled relationship with themselves. I want that for all of you so badly. So head on over to Claire the Heartbreak Coach dot com and sign up for stop wanting him back and find someone better so much love my loves until next time bye my love are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.